0: Oh, Hello all, welcome to Ruin Hammer, uh, Season 2, Episode 15.
1: Hey guys, hey mate, how's it going?
0: Good mate, how are you?
1: Very well, thank you. That's What's good. been going on in your world?
0: Oh, you know how it is mate, no, same old, same old, you know, just plodding along. Yeah. Yourself?
1: I'm a bit the same actually, yeah. Just enjoying, always enjoy the week after we get the W. You always... Yes mate. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. I noticed we're wearing the uh,
1: the home and away version tonight. <laughs> home and away it is. Yeah, that's the theme of tonight. So you yep. got the, yeah, I was lucky enough to pick this up off the uh, the Warriors Buy, Sell and Trade page yep. on Facebook. So if you guys ever after any jersey or merchandise, make sure you jump on there. Um, our good mate Charlie Russ runs that. And um, yeah, you can pick up some great jerseys and uh, all sorts of Warriors memorabilia on there. So check it out.
0: Yeah, uh, good evening to Jay Harris, uh, Christian Catley, Stevie Williams, Tepaniwana. Um Yeah, Stevie, we saw your message come through, mate. You're about 30 minutes early. Um, but we're days. on to
1: it, as always. But <laughs> yeah. welcome, everyone. Thanks so Hi. much for joining us.
0: My gorgeous daughter, Katana Carter, has joined us. Hello, darling. How are you? Good to see you. Good evening. Um, yeah, mate. Good win on the weekend, wasn't it?
1: A win is a win, absolutely. So any win is a good win as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And um yeah, I mean if you had to as I was saying to you before, if you had to describe a classic Warriors win, classic Warriors type game. Warriors game, it's yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> it had it all, it had all the hallmarks of, of a Warriors, yeah, they didn't, they didn't. Warriors game. So Yeah, Uh, yeah, plenty of pacing around for sure.
0: For me, it was great. Um, For me, I I went up there. I've obviously uh, to watch the boys live. Always head up to um, Hilton Harris, Kiara, Kiara, bro. How are you? Um, Yeah, Yeah. went up. It's always great to go up there live um, Mm. to watch the boys. Um, Got to catch up with both uh, Toddie Payton and Michael Luck, um, two good friends of the show. A
1: couple of legends, yeah.
0: They are, mate. Um, and the uh, Warrior Nation and, and Hilton himself came through with another two busloads of supporters who travelled up from Sydney to bring the noise. Yeah, um, awesome.
1: We could hear you guys on the TV for sure. Yeah, mate. Yeah. I,
0: um, I watched I watched the, the replay of the game today and, um, yeah, I could hear it. I could hear the, yeah, hear definitely. the, I could hear the singing. Um, yeah, it sounds absolutely awesome coming through TV. And I'm telling you now, mate, it's... It is so good um, to be in the crowd when that is happening. Um, and speaking to the players too, they um, they love it. They they love the feel. They love the vibe. So massive shout out to Hilton. Hilton's uh, written and um, done the music for all those chants and uh, and the songs that are sung at the game. Uh, Very so, yeah. talented
1: man. Very yeah, talented. Mate. That's awesome. We, great, we love it.
0: Great, <laughs> such a great vibe.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and back home in Auckland, it was awesome to see all the pics. Yeah. That was shared on social media from the
1: the pitch party. That looked like it was a massive success. Yeah, it looked like a great afternoon out, didn't it? No, but no, it's uh, outside of watching the game live at the stadium. It's probably probably no better way to enjoy a, an afternoon of footy.
0: Absolutely, uh, yeah, it looked awesome. Um, so many of the Warriors diehards in attendance, mm. um, dressed to the nines in their Warriors colours, um, and then you know being able to sit on the hallowed Turf that is Mount Smart Stadium to watch the game of on the screen. Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> Jay Harris said, How good was it uh, to see Jazz bopping away to push him back? So there's a chant that we do. It's push him back, push him back, way back. When we're defending and the crowd's chanting it, and you, you, we've got like Jazz is sitting on the bench and you can see Jazz
1: going like this all through yeah. that. <laughs> That's when you know you've made it. Yeah. That's when you know you've made but, it. That's brilliant. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Going back to the game, there was massive news before kickoff. Yep. So, big news. And that was that a young bloke by the name of Edward Cozy was coming in to replace David Fusatua. Yep. So, early reports said that his hamstring still hadn't um, come good. Um, but since then, there's been some other media reports have come out that he's actually struggling with some um, mental health issues. Yep. And look, if that's the case... We definitely hope that he's getting the help that he needs to get through this. Absolutely, mate. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, it was, um, yeah, it's distressing to hear that. And yeah. and I think we'd sort of spoken about that he hadn't really been himself for a while. Like you go back to last year, and obviously it's been an emotional time for him with the birth of his first child and probably a lot going yep. on in his life. So, yeah, no, all, all the best to you, Fuss. And we hope that, yeah, as we said, you get the, the help and support. And we can't wait to see you back out there scoring some tries. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so Ed, Edward Cozy was named to play and he only learned of it um, a few hours before kickoff. Yeah. So, yeah, talk about being thrust into the deep end. Um, and, and the Warriors actually had to get special permission um, from the NRL for, for Cozy to actually play because he was a development player and he wasn't technically eligible until after that round 10 deadline. So it's great that that all got signed off on.
0: Yeah, that, that's correct, mate. I um, I actually spoke to Michael Luck uh, pre-game and um, mm. I actually got told when I walked in, Cameron George was pretty much at the gates when I walked in and had a bit of a chat to him and he, he gave me the update that Cozy would be making his debut. And then yeah. uh, once I got into the ground proper and um, was having a chat to Michael Luck over the fence, he actually said that um, the Warriors had to get the permission from the Cowboys as well mm. for um, Edward Cozy to play. Uh, because he is a development player. So hats off to the Cowboys for displaying great sportsmanship to allow Edward to make his debut because, mm. um, yeah, we're certainly under a bit of an injury cloud with outside backs at that point. Um, the game itself started with the Warriors' families forming a guard of honour for the team as they ran out, uh, which was a nice touch. Mm. And, um, and then the early exchanges were pretty even, but it was, a back, it was um, back-to-back sets, and restarts that gave us uh, great field, field position, uh, an awesome passage of play down the right side through RTS onto Barry, and then Ben murdoch Massilla lurking out on the wing. Uh, looked dangerous and, and was a preview of pretty much what was to come for the the next 40 minutes.
1: Yeah, it was, because following that play, we then spread the ball to the left, and, and a great offload from Pompey to Curran. Uh, Season crash over the line. It looked like we'd gotten in nice and early there. However, unfortunately, just couldn't, I think when he was trying to free up his hands to ground the ball, the ball just came loose there. So it's unfortunate for, for Joshi Curran because he's been in great form lately and he definitely deserved to try. So
2: yeah.
1: um, it's unlucky for him there. Um, Ken, Ken was very good in the air early on. There was a couple of, they, they bombed to his wing a few times and he took it quite comfortably despite um, a lot of attention from Kyle Felt who's very good in the air himself. Um, so he, he did well there. And uh, the other thing I noticed earlier on, Reese Walsh t- took the bulk of the kicking duties. And, jeez, has got a big boot on him. Yeah. He was dead set caning that ball downfield. Yeah. Um, clearing kicks, easily travelling, you know, like 60 metres on the fly. So, the Cowboys were constantly, uh, you know, bringing the ball back from their own end. It
0: was, it was an interesting thing, uh, talking about Ken being good in the air early mm. too, was that um, Drinkwater and Valentine Holmes didn't target young Edward Cozy. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, they chose to go to. I mean, I know um, Kyle felt's great under the high ball, well, yeah, uh, and that's who they like to target. But um, felt up against Ken Marmalo is kind of a Like for like, kind of yeah. Player, whereas you know, on the other side, um, they they had Murray Lungi out there. Because um, well,
1: he's because he's, he's a big man, though. is a big yeah. man, but on mm. the boo, you know, you, yeah, you that's it. early,
0: you know, mm. it's it's kind of hard to come back from. Um, Drinkwater put in a, a, a long grubber uh, in that first half, early in that first half that goes in touching goal, gives us a seven-tackle set. Um, we get some great lead up from RTS, sees Cody throw a beautiful dummy and yeah. and streak away the score, showing great speed. Uh, and speed that we've all, all been waiting to yeah. see for so long, you know. Um uh, for some reason, he balks <laughs> uh, a couple meters out digging. from the line and, and looks to like dummy again. I don't know if he was trying to set Rocco Berry up on the inside so he gets close to the posts or um, so what is, makes him an easier kick.
1: But fuck, Cody, just put the ball down, bro. Yeah, we've already <laughs> been through that back in 2008. Come on. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, and he converts, and, we, and we're out to a good 6 0 lead.
1: Yeah, well, speaking of the man, Cozy. Um, unfortunately, the set after that, he puts us under pressure with a with an error, uh, with a bit of a loose carry there. And unfortunately, this is a bit of a an old habit that's creeping back in, and that not uh, not securing the set of six immediately after the points. And they say it's a bit of a cardinal sin in rugby league, don't they? It's Like you got yep. you gotta back up points with a solid set of six and get a good kick away. And unfortunately, there's been a few times this year where we've been a bit guilty of that. Um, so we, yeah, obviously we desperately need to get that out of our game um, lucky, lucky for us Holmes uh, made a mistake on the first tackle so it didn't really amount to anything but we looked threatening and attack early we threw the ball around and we made, we made pretty good metres on every set and Cody puts RTS away down the right side and the 13th minute he streaks through back inside to Rocco Berry who touches down for his very first nrl career try in his second yep. game yep so it's great to see him um to get a try there and get a bit of a boost of confidence i think he had a pretty good it's a pretty good start to his nrl career it must be said so
2: yeah.
1: um but unfortunately cody missed a fairly simple shot at goal there yep. so he iced, he iced the one before it fairly comfortably but the post, so we got we got us out to a 10-nil lead anyway, which is very still a very good start.
0: That was a shocking read from Justin O'Neill on um, uh last check too. Yeah. He came out of the line so quickly, but he was on nobody. He's yeah, he's it was a it was a poor read. Um, no
1: man's land, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I thought Walsh um it was continually monstered by Cohen Hess in that yeah, that um early part of the half. Every time he kicked the ball, um Hess was on him. Uh, And eventually, Hess got it wrong. Uh, He hit Reese both late and high, because obviously, while she was falling... Uh, Terrible combination, yep. (laughs) Yeah, ref had no hesitation in penalising. Colin Hess got put on report, uh, and we take that penalty, and nothing else will come from that, obviously. Um, And Cody took the penalty shot at goal, and we're up 12-0. And then the next set... um, Reese Walsh looks like he's, he's caught on tackle six down the left side. He's kind of gone down the left side, went to put a kick in. Yep. The defence moves up pretty quick. He throws a loose offload that Tohu, um picks up, uh, feeds onto Cody, who again splits the defence, um, finds Walsh in support on the inside, and then he turns it back on his inside to big Ben Mur- uh, big Ben Murdoch-Masilla, yeah. who um, scores under the posts. Uh, and, mate, Ben Murdoch-Masilla was massive for us. In that first half
1: on um, on Sunday? He sure was. Yeah, he, he, he was a, a juggernaut uh, making plenty of meters, and it's just unfortunate the way it kind of unfolded for him, which we'll get to. Yeah. But um, the Cowboys did end up getting some field position, and they got a couple of set restarts and another successful captain's challenge. Um, uh, and then, yeah. It's one of those things that just doesn't seem to be going for us at the moment. The captain's challenges. Although Kosey puts a pretty good shot on that man, Justin O'Neill again, and he spills the pill. Um, and then sooner, uh, a bit later on, Felt uh, puts down a massive bomb after we just said he's great in the air. So he is, he is prone to those kind of errors. Um, unfortunately, Kyle Felt. So it gives us an attacking opportunity and we, we throw the ball around a lot of offloads and everything. But a poor kick is taken in goal. So we uh taken on the full-in goal by um, Valentine Holmes. So we challenge that because there's a hint that Adam Pompey was taken out. Um, so we challenge it. And surprise, surprise, the challenge is unsuccessful again. So that, that didn't go in our favor. But no. looking at it, it seemed like it was actually a wise move at the time because Valentine Holmes caught that ball and he was away. Like if he taken that tap, he could have been up the other other end of the field scoring. So, yeah. who knows? Who knows whether that was a deliberate tactical tactical challenge or or whether that was just a, they genuinely thought that there was a case to be made there. But um,
0: no, it was. You see, uh, yeah, you
1: haven't confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I have yeah. confirmed.
0: I did ask um, our illustrious skipper after the game.
1: Um,
0: if that was the case, because I thought it was, uh, I thought the exact same thing as you. I thought, um, and we all thought Holmes was away and then the ref blew his whistle. Yeah. And um, Roger said, no, 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 it was, uh, they knew that um, they were out of position and he would have streaked away and it was to try and keep the ascendancy uh, in the game. And it worked well. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I, I thought, yeah, Reece is kicking going you, you, you spoke about it earlier. He was, he was kicking 60 metres on the fly every time mm. and it was really working well for us in that first half because the Cowboys continually had to start their sets and run it back from their own line. Mm. Um, there's a bad offload from Jazz uh, at one point that gives the Cowboy possession mm. on, um, on halfway. Um, and a lucky six to go allows them to remain on the attack. And then they work their way downfield. Uh, Jazet Marker shoots off the line, um, and Reese Robson sells him a huge dummy, which he buys and uh,
1: purchases. Yeah. <laughs> He's all and, in.
0: Uh, Rhys Robson dies <laughs> over for the Cowboys' first points in the game.
1: Uh, oh yeah, it wasn't a good look that one. No. Or yeah. um, well, Holmes misses the kick, which again, which wasn't a particularly difficult kick, but it did did actually break up a sequence of fifteen successful kicks at goal for him. Yeah. So yeah. it's odd. It's odd, I, I but that surprised me, actually, um, because he's not normally a noted goal kicker. I know he's kicked for Queensland before out of necessity, but, um, yeah, he's obviously doing something right if he kicked 15 straight. But, yeah, I would have thought he would have nailed that one, but he didn't. And another high shot on Cozy by our old mate, former warrior, Lockie Burr, gave us some more field position. So this is late in the half. Nothing comes of it, but... Um, in the ensuing set, the Cowboys give away another forward pass. These, they made some errors in that first half.
2: They did.
1: And, they did. yeah, so Cody, Walsh, Curran, they all combined to put big, strong, strapping Adam Pompey away to score under the sticks. Uh, Brandy Alexander was going nuts in commentary. He was. I <laughs> Don't think he had his pants on at that stage. No. <laughs> but absolute peach of a pass from Curran to put Pompey away. Uh, that was That was one of our best tries this year for sure. Uh 24 points to four at half time. Who yeah. was confident? Who was confident?
0: Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I mean, you know, mate, as you said earlier, despite the, the lead, I was still very nervous. Oh yeah, uh, same here. The, I mean, you look at the round too, there's some big leads that already have been run down this round. Yep. Um and you know that obviously the, the momentum shifts and the six again uh, and the restarts has a lot to do with that. Mm. But let's face it,
1: we're the Warriors. <laughs> um,
0: and no lead is big enough until that
1: 80-minute <laughs> It really isn't. It really isn't. <laughs> no. um, There's
0: a penalty early in the second half. that gives us a chance at field position, um, and although, you know, again, an error relieves the pressure on, on the Cowboys, um, but the Cowboys look to come out in that second half with renewed energy. Uh, I don't know what Toddy said to them uh, at halftime, but uh, part of his... Talk was obviously to target our rookie right edge of mm. Barry and Cozy, um, who between them, up until Sunday's game, had played a combined total of one NRL game. So you know, I mean, it's
2: yeah.
0: it's kind of probably disappointing for Todd Payton that the Cowboys didn't identify that themselves uh, yeah. in that first half.
1: Um, As you said, not even targeting them with the kicks. No, it, it, no. it clearly wasn't. It clearly wasn't even in there on their radar. No. Mm. well the cowboys the cowboys marched up field so so the momentum was really starting to to change in the game and um the cowboys march up field and they get a repeat set again after ken fails to clean up a kick and then Drinkwater puts in a pinpoint grubber and two pounces on that one and yep. Holmes converts that to make it 24 10 the 45th minute and i whenever i'm watching a game and we've got a bit of a lead. It's like the, the 10 minutes straight after halftime are always fairly crucial. Yep. If you can hold them out for that 10-minute period, then you know, it gives you a bit of confidence that you can go on with it. But any points that you concede early in half, especially with a big lead, is, is is never ideal. No. And the very next set, they target our, as you said, they, they start targeting our inexperienced right side. And Holmes puts to a lungy away again, who finds Drinkwater back in support. And he scores to make it 24-16 in the blink of an eye. And this is absolute concrete proof that you can never relax as a Warriors supporter. No. One minute you're cruising, the next minute, geez, where did that 20-point lead go? Reduced to eight points. Yeah, so Holmes converts that. um, And it was, as I said, a very costly opening 10 minutes. And I think that really swung the momentum around.
0: Mate, I remember when I used to play many, 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 many years ago that, um, and every coach I ever had was always, always maintained that the 10 minutes prior to halftime and the 10 minutes straight after halftime are the Very most true. important 20 minutes of the game. Mm. Um, and it's a, a, a lot of games are won and lost at that point in time. Um, so yeah, so for the Cowboys to come out and score two tries, bang, bang, um, yeah. and, and go from, you know, 24, four to 24, uh, 16, was a real worry uh, And you know it? The momentum Had clearly swung uh, In the favour of the Cowboys At that stage um, And we were the side That were continually Running back From our own line And struggling to get Any yeah. field position We did have some Great ball movement On the last Between Pompey And, and Reese Walsh Who uh, Picked it up From his bootlaces To race upfield And then put Ken over In the corner But Again uh, You know The ref rewards The try But the bunker Which is the natural Enemy of the Warriors Yep um, injects itself and unfortunately deems that josh Curran gets a touch on the shoulder constituting a knock-on knock yeah yeah seeing this live i didn't think it was a knock-on um, but you know it is what it is it's, a yeah, it's the
1: rules are the rules i suppose so yeah i mean it, it was deemed to have traveled forward off the shoulder and as you yeah. constitutes a knock-on so yeah. anyway it's a double it turns out to be a double whammy yeah. Because not only did we not get the try, but then we went back to about the halfway mark where that happened. Yep. And the Cowboys are straight back in good field position where the knock-on well, knock actually occurred. Yeah. So um, Walsh, Walsh then put, puts in a big play where he cleans up a kicking goal and makes it back to the field of play. Now, this was a bit of a bizarre set of circumstances that occurred here. So a penalty is awarded to the Warriors because Holmes managed to get back in. And it looked like he was picked up and dragged back in the end goal area. And we know that you can't make that second effort. And, and we not were not everyone... having
0: the commentators commentate for us. That, that's exactly what we thought the
1: penalty was given for. Exactly. And the commentators were, were baffled themselves are saying, hang on, like you, you can't do a second effort. And they... So the penalty was, was actually awarded for Valentine Holmes being inside the 10. And of course, the Cowboys challenged that. And they had a look at it. And so then they end up deeming that Valentine Holmes was not actually inside the ten because he the, the play went on for ten meters yep. or you know how, how that works. And um they actually so the Cowboys then actually got to keep their review, yep, because that's what they had challenged. Yep. But they said the penalty was given not for the second effort, but actually for a high tackle. There was actually yeah. no no mention. The tackle was high, and it probably was worth a penalty, but I just can't understand how the how they were allowed to get away with that second effort. It's just it's just bizarre. I think everyone was like scratching their heads, and it would have been even more bizarre for you guys at the game going well, on to,
0: to be quite honest. It looked like it was uh, a waste of five minutes because the whole thing seemed to go on for five minutes. Now, yeah. maybe it's a ploy by the Cowboys um, to slow the the play down a little bit i don't know yeah. whether they were getting fatigued or what have you but they were the side that was on the attack they Yeah, see that's line. why it
1: seems odd that they would sort of
0: yeah yeah so but everyone in the stands where we were sitting like we're shaking our heads like, well what was the point of challenging it like why challenge because yeah. they just got penalized for something completely different
1: yeah and, and and but crucially they got to keep their challenge as well yeah like they, oh I, I don't know what is with their opposition just having all the luck with the challenges. It's just bizarre. Yeah. Anyway, Absolutely. we we end up so from that we end up getting some rare field position, and um, after another penalty, so it marches us right up into the red zone. And Curran takes a quick tap up field, but unfortunately, uh, Walsh made a mistake. On the very first tackle, sort of grabbing at the ball, a little bit too eager, so just completely released the pressure valve there on the Cowboys. Yeah, it did much needed field position for us at that time. So yeah, yeah, and the
0: Cowboys completely gained control um, of the of, of the game at that point because the mistakes that we were made, mm-hmm. like starting to creep into our game, uh, we're coming off our own line. Torhu made a rare mistake at one point, also Siren, and later in the half. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there's a point where who puts Walsh away, uh, who darts upfield, loses his footing, jumps back up to his feet. And then while he's looking for support, um, he gets the ball pretty, or he gets taken from behind. It's and the kind of blindsided
1: out. by Holmes. Yeah. yeah. And
0: and, um, and again, it's a it's an error, but it shows like that play and the play earlier where they put Ken, in, Ken away where the try was disallowed. Um, Curran with his tap mm. it shows what we can do and how dangerous and our potent our attack can be with the speed yeah. in our back line now, um, which is, you know, obviously something to look forward to in the coming weeks.
1: Ask, It's great to see. Yeah. <clears throat> like he's got speed to burn there. Finally. <laughs> yep. Um, Tell knocks on and uh, sorry, knocks, knocks out Ben Murdoch, Masilla after a strong charge. And then obviously, well, BMM's getting attended to. They, they show a lot of replays of it. Yep. It looks like he's kind of leads with the forearm and there's a bit of an elbow to the head as well. Yep. And like I've definitely seen that stuff penalized before. Oh, e- easily. And they had plenty of looks at that. I know I know it looks worse in slow motion and everything, but like we've we've definitely seen that penalized, but of course, yeah, no penalty. No. Um you got to wonder Although, if it was a player like Jazz, Warrior Hargraves, Etherington, yeah, whether if it was one of those blokes, that there would be a different, um, different set sort of circumstances, and the penalty would actually be given, yeah. Um, and Curran had a fight to charge accidental head contact last week as well. So, yeah, I know, and yeah. that's
0: that's what kind of weird
1: for me, like yeah, like accidental head he, contact. he, well, I mean, he got he, charged for it. He, yeah, and then, then had he, he to followed fight through. Man, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Landed with his elbow on his on his jaw, and I thought, well, if they don't get him for one, they'll get him for the other. But yeah, absolutely nothing,
1: enough. nothing, absolutely nothing. And and of course, Tuilangi scores his second try minutes later to put all our collective hearts in our mouths. <laughs> Seriously, uh, oh geez. And then Holmes misses the kick, scores 24-20, and there's still fourteen minutes to go. And I think I think most of us are sitting there going, sitting there, sort of resigned to our fate. You know we've been through this before, haven't we?
0: Yeah, it's uh, um, it, it's it was that like yeah, that last fourteen minutes or so, Cowboys just dominating field position, just
1: torture, uh, and we're just
0: hanging on. We're scrambling in defence. Yeah. Um, Curran made a crucial cover tackle, uh, despite Pompey being penalised for offside. Very
1: crucial tackle because if yep. it doesn't make that, the play still goes on. So Correct. that was brilliant from Joshy. Um, yeah. Holmes
0: tries to throw a floating pass out to to Alungi, uh, and again it floats forward. Like Holmes, Holmes, well.
1: Brady, yeah, yeah,
0: which gives us a reprieve with seven to go, yeah. and then Siren and mistake 40 out puts yeah. us fight back under pressure. Um,
1: <laughs> it's the story of the second half, oh, mate.
0: <laughs> and then in the next set, uh, JT is ruled to have knocked on, which they challenged, but surprise, surprise, uh, unsuccessfully. Their and luck, their luck,
1: finally running. ran out. Yeah, there. we finally. They're Probably at the most crucial time as well. Because if they, if they they were saying on TV, the commentators were saying, oh, it looks like Siren and his, changed his gait or whatever they call that now yeah, to, yeah. to play at the ball. I'm like, here we go. I bet you this is going to go against us. But luckily, thank goodness, the rugby league gods with us there. Yeah, um, so- the, next, the next set, we got a relieving penalty to at least get us down the field, get us out of that, that yeah. terrible area that we seem to be bogged in. Um, so, a nice little grubber put through. Unfortunately, it's knocked on by current coastline. You can forgive him. I mean, there was a bit of fatigue in there. He was yeah. running through a pace. It wasn't an easy pickup. No. Um, yeah, so Holmes kicks on the last, but he, he puts in a massive kick that he comfortably goes dead. Brandy Alexander was blowing up on TV. <laughs> um, it gives us a much needed seven tackle set, and with two minutes left. And that was actually crucial. I think that's, that's where the game that's where the yeah, game, that's where the game was won, won. won for us yeah exactly yeah. so then we just we if two minutes I mean that's one set of six each so as long as we held on to the ball we marched upfield and I think RTS does the right thing by not putting in a kick not trying anything silly that could go dead could hit legs and get picked up by the Cowboys and race away you know the smart thing to do and we're seeing it a lot in the NRL at the moment is that guys at crucial times are just taking the tackle on the fifth yeah just just so that they nothing crazy happens yep yeah. And the Cowboys final set was funny to me because they really didn't throw much at us, us at us at all. It was surprisingly conservative considering, you know, they had a minute left and they just yeah. needed to try. They they really didn't throw much at all and we held on for a much-needed win. So, yeah. yeah.
0: An important two points, mate. When you think yeah. that um, we've got like an informed Manly, the Red Hot Parramatta side uh, and Melbourne Storm uh, in uh, three of our next five games, yeah. you know. Um so, yeah, it was, it's an important two points. It's one that we spoke about last week. We were saying, you know, this is a, a must-win game for us. I know it's early in the season. It was only mm. round eight. But it it really was a must-win game for us.
1: Um, yeah, crucial. We, we just absolutely could not have afforded to drop that.
0: No. And although we had that inexperience on our right edge, um, I was really impressed with how much um, tenacity that they showed to withstand mm. points in those final 15 minutes. You know, they, they got beaten a couple of times for points early in that second half, but it, it's like they learned from those mistakes on the run.
1: Didn't drop uh, their heads, got no. on with the job. Yeah, no. very encouraging to see that. Yeah. yeah. And Bruce um,
0: Walsh is an absolute exciting oh. athlete, isn't he?
1: Isn't he? It's <laughs> unreal. Like, it's just... You're just so excited about every game because he, he's just got that game-breaking ability. He's got speed. He's, he's just an excitement machine. And you can see, even when we were struggling, he still produced like two line breaks and almost set up two tries, you know. Mate, it's it, funny. It,
0: remember remember yeah. when we were at the St. George game and at, after the game, we were outside waiting for the players to come out. And remember the when RTS came out, that mob of people that were yeah. following him down? It was like that rock star type stuff. Yep. Yeah, that group has shifted. So Roger comes out of the dressing sheds at the end of the game on the weekend, and you know there's people are talking to him and he's having a chat. But Bruce Walsh walks out, and it's rock star like.
1: There's a new rock star in town. There's a new sheriff in town. It it, it really is exciting. Like we haven't had. It it just it's just a throwback to like when a young Sean Johnson came in in 2011. Just just an absolute excitement machine to produce something out of nothing. Just got. Razzle dazzle, he's got it all. He looks to be the complete package,
0: mate. He's um, probably the, the things away from football are what make him the man that he is on the field, too. Like, he's only 18, he's, he's played his two games of NRL, but his maturity level is so much so far uh, above and beyond his age. And I think mm. it's the fact that you know, he is a young father, he's got a young, a new, yeah, newborn child, yeah, young, boy, um, yeah. you know, obviously in a relationship with his. His uh, girlfriend, mm-hmm. um, the great support of his family, uh, and I think that adds to everything that he brings on the field too. That level-headedness, that um, that confidence that he's got. Uh, so, um, and I heard, you know, Cameron George uh, spoke to me on the weekend and said, you know, he's got good people around him. Yeah. So that's,
1: that's very good. That's very yeah. important. Yeah. How are the Broncos feeling at the moment?
0: Mate, they would be spewing, wouldn't they? <laughs> wouldn't they?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, um, yeah, and it was good to see Cody running the ball and taking the line on too. It's, it's a great sign moving forward. Apparently, it's something that Brownie has been asking him to do for a number of weeks now. Um, and, I mean, obviously, the Melbourne game, there wasn't a lot of opportunity to, to, to run. But, you know, when you've got a forward pack moving forward, it's good to see um, Cody taking that initiative. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's going to be pressure on for positions now uh, with, um, you know, CHT back this week uh
1: yes wonderful yeah. migraines yeah um yep.
0: you know Sean O'Sullivan in the mix still yep um, yeah great great headaches for Brownie to have and it's as we said at the beginning of the year it's great to have this kind of depth in the squad
1: like um, in years gone by we would not have survived this kind of injury toll no but we, we, we've gotten through it okay I mean for the amount of injuries that we have we're four and four and you know you would almost have taken that at the start of the year
0: oh absolutely I would have Absolutely, I would have um, Yeah, because I think uh, I would have expected us to beat Manly But I probably would have expected us to lose to Canberra So, yes. you know, that was You know, that kind of thing uh, St. George was always going to be a toss-up uh, Melbourne, you kind of expect that we're Not going to get the points oh, in tough that one. game At that yeah. Day um, And the Roosters as well So, yeah, so I think we're on par for where The expectations uh, mm. Were at at the beginning of the season
1: Especially considering, as we said, the, the yeah. mounting injury toll. Yeah. Yep.
0: Um, some good stats coming out of the game. Um, we only had 46% of possession. Still got away with the win. 76% completion rate. Uh, 570 post-contact metres of our 1,622 metres.
1: So. A lot of that would have come in the first half. Yeah, but
0: yeah and, and 10 players over 100 metres, which you would have thought come in the first half as well. Mm. Um, RTS leading the way with 225. Good to see both our halves, Cody, 117 and Reece Walsh, 103. So, you know, when your halves are yep. running for over hundred meters, you, you know, you're going well. Um, Wade Egan's come under a bit of criticism for his gameplay. A uh, couple of people saying is, you know, slow out a dummy half and very predictable, but what he gives us in defense, I think can't be um, compromised. You know, 49 mm. tackles, no misses uh, around the, the middle of the park. Uh, you know, and Brownie's got the 100% faith in him being the man that's going to, you know, wear the nine this season. So I mean, there's a lot of posts yeah, on page so you know, pages saying, "Oh, you know, Cody should be nine, or you know, um, yeah. CHT or whatever." It's not going to happen. Um, no, and-
1: no, they, they're putting all their eggs in the in the um, Egan basket. Uh, they've yeah. been they've been fairly vocal about that. So, you know, we just got to back him, and um, yeah, I'm sure. Absolutely. He's-
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah, and the probably job. the only the only downside was that um, BMM came out of that with a mm. concussion from JT's yeah. big elbow. Um,
1: it's going to be a big loss.
0: Going to be a uh, it is, it, big loss uh, this weekend against Manly, which is, we will talk about very, very yeah. soon. Um, but how about we get into the round review, mate? Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: so there was plenty of other games, plenty of other NRL action. We will go back to Thursday night, the Raiders and the Rabbitohs down there in Canberra. So the Raiders, Raiders unfortunately lost George Williams in the warm-up. So they had a bit of a reshuffle. Elliot Whitehead moving to 5'8". Um, Canberra had a, had a pretty good first half. Uh, they were actually leading 16-14 at the break. But then it was a different story in the second half. The Ruthless Bunnies, they came out. They scored 18 unanswered points. And then they just grabbed the bull by the horns. Yep. Um, they're looking very strong. They starved they starve the Raiders of possession. And the Raiders Raiders did manage to get um, some second-half points to that. That's been a bit of a struggle for them lately. So they did get second-half points. And there was a disallowed try to Jack Whiten. Two disallowed tries to Jack Whiten, sorry, in the the final six minutes. And both because of obstruction, a little bit of perhaps gamesmanship from Benji um, there. But it is within the rules, so... It was actually a big turning point in the game because that would have brought it back to a six-point game with, you know, six minutes to go. Um, an interesting stat out of the game, though, is South's got zero set restarts in 80 minutes. So that's not often you see that. With the, no. That in the set restart error. And Canberra only got one penalty. Yeah. Was, was Ricky upset about that? I wasn't sure. Was, was Ricky upset? I don't know. I I, I I couldn't quite tell from his conference.
0: Yeah, he's hard to read, isn't he, Ricky?
1: Yeah, yeah I, don't, don't, I don't really know what he's, what he's thinking, eh? No. It's, um, but it's not like him to really, like, you know, have a whinge or anything like that, is it? He usually just you know, gets on with it. But uh, Benji Marshall did surpass uh, Adam Blair's record of the most games by a Kiwi in the NRL. So he now stands alone on 332. That's yes. a great milestone for Benji
0: Boy. The mature Benji Marshall. Uh, mm. yeah, he's on the clock back. He's playing some good footy. He
1: is, isn't he? Uh, yeah.
0: And there's probably a lot of clubs, us included, who are looking at him thinking, oh, he would have been a good investment for yeah. this year. Um, you know, the Bulldogs, how they miss that one, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Friday night, Storm 40, Sharks 14. Um, Sharks had former Storm play- Will Chambers <coughs> making his debut for the club. Uh, at... At Amy Park, um, it was a nice little uh, thing when he ran out on the field and he clapped towards the people in the stands, and they all gave him a, a bit of an ovation, uh, yeah, welcome right home, nice. so to speak. Um, Sharks came out, surprised everyone with a gritty first half. I thought um, they took yes, an eight-six lead into half time, but um, you know, no doubt the storm would have been on the ref- the receiving end of a classic <laughs> Craig Bellamy spray. Um, during that halftime break, and it obviously worked uh, because the storm came out and scored 36 unanswered points, which included a Remus Smith hat trick. Um,
1: so, yeah, it should have been about 50, but Munster kept missing, set, yeah, missing from in front. How, how good was uh, How good was Bellamy's reaction to that? <laughs>
0: um, and that's the thing, like that—that's where the, they've got some issues with their goal kicking, haven't they? Like if. if Little pup. Yeah. And even Little Pappy's not... You he's know, by no record.
1: means a frontline kicker either, is he? He's a, he's a stopgap option. So, yeah, they'll have to try and... Um, because, I mean, when you get finals time, that could be crucial. Absolutely. Um, yeah. in, in close games. So they're yep. going to have to sort something out there. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah obviously, that's their problem. Yep. Uh, the, second, the second game on Friday night, wasn't this a bizarre game? Broncos 36, <laughs> Titans 28. Titans dead set jumped out out of the gates and led 22 nil after like 15 minutes or something, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, they're dead set going to win by 50 here. Yep. And the ease of those tries, you're like, and the Broncos faithful would have been like, Oh, here we go again. You know, um, AJ Brimson gets sent to the sim bin for 10 minutes though. And the Broncos capitalized and there was a big momentum switch. And uh, which was evident, and they came back to level the scores at 22 all at half time. So, geez, when was the last time we had a 22 all halftime score uh, I know. outside of the under twenties? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, defensive tussle there in Brisbane. Yeah, um, and the Broncos continued that good form in the second half. They they uh, put on a few tries. Titans kind of put on like a mini comeback there. Uh, they had two disallowed tries to David Fafita, who had a pretty quiet game. They all uh, old uh, uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. kept him a bit quiet. So yeah. maybe that's the secret to shutting down the Titans. But they uh, are, they they are on a bit of...
0: The, yeah. Sorry? I was going to say, they're going to tell us he had the flu and was in hospital like he was the week before. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, of course, yeah. he had the
1: man flu and was in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, they, they're on They're on a bit of a decline, though, the Titans. They have conceded, like, 30-plus points in the last three weeks. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, bro, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. the Broncos have got
0: have, have got players coming back now. Like, you know, they started mm. the season with a couple of injuries and, you know, a couple of guys out through suspension, but um, they're starting to find their foot and Tyson Gamble was a great gamble mm. by yep. um, by Kevin Walters, you know?
1: <laughs> so, um so there you go. Like, this could be a turning point for the Broncos. Uh, it'd be yeah, interesting. It could be. Doubt it, but I could. It could be. Yeah, yeah, and they, yeah, they have, they have uh, apparently lost uh, another player to the storm as well. Oh, Xavier Coates. Xavier Coates, yeah, yeah. But, so they still. They they re-signed, They've re-signed um, Stags. Stags for four-year deal. So um, that was a big win. But yeah, if if they do end up losing Coates, that's a massive loss for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Panthers 28, Manly 16. Uh, this was a game that the Panthers took to Bathurst. Mm. Um, and the game was much closer than a lot thought it would be. Uh, Manly played very tough. Uh, with Turbo and their team, they're, they're just a much better team. They, um, they certainly are. Yeah. He's, he gives them a, a good point of difference with their attack. Um, it, it frees up Cherry Evans a little bit. Mm. Uh going to be yeah. able to adapt. And counter anything that the opposition throws at them to come away with a win. Um, and it's remarkable that they remain undefeated after eight games into the season. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah look, this this was a very this was a very tough game, and, and the yeah. Manly run it right up until the end. Like they they had that late try through to um, to Saab there, and then it was again another late try to Penrith that sort of pushed it out. But yeah, it was a close game. It's actually quite quite a good game to watch. This got one, some pace, Saab, I mean. hasn't he? Hasn't he? Yeah. And, and, and unfortunately, we're coming up against him this week. Yes. yes. Oh, we'll get to that. Again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, the, we're the pricks that played them back into form, aren't we? Well,
0: we are, mate. We are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was the next game? Um, next
1: game. Sorry. Yeah, next game. Eels 32 I over see. the Bulldogs 10. Yeah. Um, look, a game where Parramatta was always in control. Uh, Gutho with a first half double. The kicking game was first class, and the Bulldogs were constantly starting their sets from ten meters out. Um, Nathan Brown injury uh, was a big one just yep. before half time, and that could be crucial for them losing their enforcer. Uh, Bulldogs second half was better, despite some errors. You know, as you would expect, Parramatta were just too good on the night. So yeah, yeah, they they, they roll on Bulldogs. They're trying hard, um, but yeah, unfortunately, they're just not up to it at the moment. No,
0: they're not. Yeah. They're, not. they're They're just—they're a couple of, couple of yards away from mm. you know the uh, the other teams. Uh, the Roosters thirty-eight beat the Knights four. Um, Roosters came out firing, scoring three tries in the first fifteen to twenty minutes. Um, they were just—they were also very dominant. Their first uh, early sets, I think they had fourteen from fourteen. But at 20 nil, it's almost like some complacency complacency seemed to set in with them Mm. um, because they only competed one from their next seven sets. Um, Been saying that, Sam Walker, uh, what a player he's proven to be. Again, he's like Reese Walsh, he's just a guy playing with maturity beyond his years. He just plays great, eyes up footy. Um, You know, what's he, four or five games into his NRL career, he had one try, five try assists, five goals. Um, so, the it's Roosters, unbelievable the way he's yeah, playing.
1: Just his vision for a young um, bloke playing his game. Isn't it?
0: Yeah. Um, the Roosters lost Lindsay Collins to a yeah. ACL, and then not long after that, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. For everyone who's a supporter of rugby league to see uh, Brett Morris go down um, with a similar injury. Um, which you would have to think at thirty four years of age, he's probably played his last game in the NRL. It's yeah. a hard injury. Come back from um,
1: Ter- terrible scenes. It know, was mate a- after um, the game, and
0: full credit to the Roosters though they finished the game with eleven men on the field because they'd used all their interchanges at that point, uh, mm. so they had no one to come on for Collins or Beam Moss, and still, and scored still scored managed another to score <laughs> yeah. um, You know, so yeah, J Moss uh, ended the game with a hat trick. Um, quite fittingly, scoring right in front of his brother as they're walking him off the field for his last. Yes, pot.
1: yeah, that was a that was a nice touch. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm quite disappointed about Lindsey Collins' injury because he would have been a big uh, factor in my beloved Marone's setup this year. So, unfortunately, yeah. we're going to have to do the job without him.
0: Yep. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, the next game might be of interest to someone that we know. Yep. Tigers 16 over the Dragons 8.
2: <gasps>
1: a- Here <laughs> There we go. He was a happy man. <laughs> at, the, at the gong. It's not an easy place to win at. We had a young bloke named Zach Sini on debut for the Tigers, sporting a very Bronco de Jura look. Now, does anyone remember Bronco de Jura from the 80s? Yeah. Uh, South Sydney player. Um, I, I tend to think... He actually, he, looks- he actually looks a little bit like um, tiger, the Tiger
0: King. Uh, tiger King.
1: And also, <laughs> he looks like uh, Ronnie Ronnie Palmer's illegitimate son as well. Or the Cougar. <laughs> yeah. Zach Sini is the Cougar. <laughs> <laughs> But uh <laughs> a great look, isn't it? The old yeah. uh, business at the front, party at the back. But um, close game, very close game, and it was hard to tell who really had the ascendancy in this one. Yep. Um, there was one try each in that first half. Tigers took it to the Dragons in the second half, and um, B, yeah, BJ Lay-Lua, uh returning to first grade, yep. had a had a had a fairly strong game and scored a crucial try there at the end. Put it out to be on eight point margin, um, which was enough for the Tigers to go on with it. Yep. The Dragons only 67% completion rate. Um, you know, you can't win games with that kind of ball control. No. You can't. You no. just can't. No, you can't. Uh, uh, no. They're in a bit of a funk at the moment, the Dragons. And, yeah, they uh, are. Hopefully for the Great One. That's a sign of things to come for the Tigers?
0: Only for two weeks until then, until they come up against us. I was us.
1: just going to say, yeah, maybe for the next two weeks, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: great scene seeing Zach Siney score his first try. Yeah, wasn't right that great? And where yeah. his mates are all kind of brought back memories of um, Charlie Staines when he scored his tries last year in front of, in his debut match. Yes. In front of his mates for got the old lockjaw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it was a good win by the Tigers, um, and you're right. The Dragons, the Dragons are one of those sides that you can't you can't put a you can't put a thumb on on where they are. And losing it's Zach weird, Lomax is a big loss. He's out. He had surgery. He's out for four to six weeks, I think. So. Um, He's a big loss because his his goal kicking is uh,
1: pretty good, and he's a bit of an X factor in attack as well. Yeah, he is too, yeah.
0: especially with uh, the, the kicking game. Uh, Ben's yes. kicking game is uh, he's very good under the high ball. Right?
1: Him, him and Ravalawa had a good combination out their side as well, but yeah. it was noticeable when it was right in front of us in that game that we were we were yeah, at. So. Silverback. back. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. what do you reckon, mate? Time for a set of six. Time for a set of six, mate. What um, right. are we going to start with today? I'm going to, I'm going to start. So the first tackle one, I'm going, to talk, I'm going to talk a bit about rugby union converts. Oh, yep. So we haven't seen a rugby union to rugby league convert, not since the days of Ray Price, Michael O'Connor, Matthew Ridge and Ricky Stewart. Have we seen like high profile rugby players make the switch over to, to rugby league? I, I, I probably won't include Garrick Morgan in that, who had no. a failed stint at the Crushers yep. <laughs> there back in their first season mark ellis at the mark that's right <laughs> mark ellis oh, uh, mark robinson yeah yeah so um mark carter and your your namesake mark carter came from rugby union as well yeah. didn't he so
0: and johnny kerwin
1: <laughs> yes of course john yeah. oh we can
0: keep going on can't we? oh
1: yeah well they're all covered <laughs> um so there's a lot obviously a lot of word that all all black uh tj perinara is close yep. to signing with the sydney roosters yeah um so it makes you think what other rugby players do you reckon could make a successful switch across codes? Cause we see a lot of league guys go to union and do really well. Not yep. our own Nani Lamape yep. uh, cutting up at the hurricanes and the yeah, Sonny and the Bill Flags was probably as well. the
0: most famous who went from league to union, came mm. back to league,
1: Brad Thorn. Uh, back to union
0: and then back to league. Um, mm. He's probably the, the best of the cross code switches from recent memory. Um, you know, we saw Benji go to league and not really make it. Um, Solomon mm. Akata, I don't know what he's doing. He he went to Union. I I don't know how. Yeah, it, he was, at, gone, he was at the then you got other guys like Lodi Takiri, um, yep. Matt Rogers, Carmichael Hunt, uh, Israel Falau and Wendell Saylor, who are all very good. Yep. Um, rugby league players that made the successful switch.
1: But it, it'll be. I'm I'm really interested to see if this if this TJ Perenara move goes ahead. Um, just to see what he brings to rugby league, it's just it would just be fascinating because I think they plan to use him in that sort of dummy half role. Yeah, they so obviously feel that his skill set can translate into dummy half. Like he's a great running player, TJ Perenara. Yeah, I, I mean I haven't watched a lot of a lot of his stuff, but um, from what I have seen, yeah, he's got a great running game, good passing game. So yeah, I mean he could be he could be a good option there and dummy half I, or maybe I'd he's a fourteen.
0: Thought- I always thought at his peak, Quade Cooper could have been a, a, a handy acquisition. For yeah.
1: Him. He came close, didn't he? I think yeah. there was a couple of times he was considering uh, switching to rugby rugby league. Um, mm. There was there was always rumours that Ma Nonu was going to do uh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. And um, who was the other guy? It was another all black. Was it Mil- Milner Milnes- Scudder?
0: Uh, well, Nino Milner Scudder came from rugby league. He was at the Bulldogs. Uh, okay. And,
1: ah, uh, that's maybe what I'm thinking of Yeah, yeah. Yep.
0: And he, he couldn't get a run at the Bulldogs So he went, went to Union and became an All Black Similar to like Lani, Nani Lamape mm. You know, can't, can't get a regular start at the Warriors But goes to the best rugby team in the world And can make that squad So That's um, mm. yeah. <laughs> interesting But yeah, I, I mean I'm not I don't think there's any current Wallabies That could make the switch um,
1: uh, There was um, Kirtley Beal maybe in his day, uh, James yeah. O'Connor, maybe those guys. Um, I mean, there's just a few Fijian wingers in the world, <laughs> Then we like, oh, we know, yeah. we, know <laughs> we know how they would go, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: but yeah. not all Fijians are wingers. King Vinny Yawa will tell you that, that's, that's <laughs> right. So signed by the Warriors because they thought he was a winger and he rocks up. He's, oh,
1: he's, he's No, Surely he's a winger. <laughs> no, no, I'm a prop. No, no, you're a winger.
0: <laughs> um, my, the first thing I want to talk about is the Penrith Express. Um,
1: yes. You know, it's no
0: secret how well the Panthers are going at the moment. Um, they've now gone 25 um, to 1 uh, in the past 26 rounds of footy that they've played, including, you know, last season's final series. Um, their only loss was that grand final defeat by the Storm last season.
1: Unreal. So
0: yeah. my question is with their dominance of, in the competition, um, you know they're eight 0 at the moment, is anything less than the premiership regarded as a failed season for the Panthers?
1: Uh, it has to be. It's, yeah. it's premiership or bust. They yeah. they've come out of the, they've they've roared out of the blocks as you said. They haven't they've lost one game in 12 months and that's the grand final yep. against a very good Melbourne team. Yep. Like, yeah, definitely. It, it, they have to win the Premiership this year. If, if not, yeah, as you said, it would be considered a failed. Yeah. Not, not really a failed season because, I mean, if they lost the grand final again, but, but I mean, yeah. They're, they're expected. They're, they're Expectations now, are high. There's no yeah, excuses. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And, and they're very lucky too because if you look at their roster, they really haven't had any injuries this season.
1: No, that's right. And who knows, you know, just take an injury to Cleary or Luai or one of these guys, the pivotal uh, players in their team, and it could uh, turn it on its head. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Let's talk a bit about roster management. Yep. So the science of roster management is really key in in ensuring, you know, the success of your club. So looking at the Warriors, We've got a few guys in key positions coming off contract at the end of the season. So this week alone, we've seen Rocco Berry retained um, yep. to the end of 2024 on a contract extension. At the same time we had Paul Turner released and just pri- released to the Titans, we believe. And just yep. prior to that, we also had Hayes Perum, um released to the Eels. Yep. Um, it's, it's hard to juggle knowing what players to keep, which ones to let go. So it's fair to say in past seasons, we probably haven't quite got it right. Correct. Um, when you look at someone like Paul Turner, I think I think we the way that he fit in our team was like as a stopgap kind of interchange player, and yep. he is obviously after more regular game time because yes. he did turn down our offer to him was actually more, more significant than the Titans, than the Titans. Yeah. and he he turned it down went to the Titans. So they've obviously promised him game time there. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see where he does end up playing, but. Um, but as as I said before, we do have a lot of players off contract at the end of this year. In, yeah, we in, do in all variety of positions. Um, you know, guys like uh, Hiku and Pompey. So they're basically two centres or wingers. We got uh, Bunty off contract. We've yep. got um, in the forwards.
0: our uh, Mao's off contract. Lisa
1: our Mao as well. Yeah, Jazz Jazz is off, Jazz contract. Is off contract. There's yep. a lot of decisions to be made by the club, and it can be. It's it's going to be, you know. It'll be interesting to see who we do end up retaining and, and see who else, you know, is let go. Um, it's,
0: it's interesting too, isn't it? When you think about, like, um, I would say this season we're going along quite nicely. Hmm. and We've got our roster management pretty good, I would say. Um, and, I, and I'm only basing that on the fact that, you know, we've had a mountain of injuries and we've had guys come in and know their role and fill, fill those spots and play good footy. It's interesting when you think, uh, like Michael Luck said when we spoke to him the other week, that after 2011, uh, if they had kept a lot of that squad together for 2012, they probably could have done bigger and better things. And Jazz said the same thing after the 2018 season. He said, you know, a a couple of guys were let go. And if we had have only kept that squad for another season, we could have been able to build on something bigger. So I don't know, maybe are the Warriors in that position again now where we look at... Signing a couple of these guys on one-year extensions just to keep the nucleus of this squad together to keep the momentum going through. Because I mean, obviously, every time you make changes to a roster, um, you know, you've got to go through that teething period where you know guys are learning new systems and so forth, and the existing players are are learning the play or the role of that that new person coming in. Um, So yeah, it's. it's an interesting one, isn't
1: it? Yeah, and a lot of lot of sort of decisions to be made by Peter O'Sullivan and the the club as well as to who yep. they offer contracts to. And I mean, there's a lot of guys there that I'd love to see retained. So yeah, absolutely. Probably the almost the bulk of those blokes yep. off contract. You'd like you'd love to see go around again for the club.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, fingers crossed, mate. that they get it right? Mm. Um, you know, but as, as as you did say, it is a science of mm. um, trying to keep those. That, that roster management happening, you know, spending the right amount of money on the right players uh, and getting the right players that, you know, can do a job for the club. Mm. Um, so, yeah, rather of a, to come back into the squad next season too. Yeah, I, um, and I dare say Cody, uh, Cody's brother, Jaden, will probably come back in on a yeah. trade deal again um, next season.
1: But, oh, uh, yeah. from his injury. yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, mate, I want to talk about Captains, one Mm. captain or two. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've seen over the past few seasons, the ever increasing trend of having co-captains or a leadership group where the captaincy is rotated. I think there was a point um, where it might've been uh, the Tigers, was it? They had five rotating captains at one point. Um,
1: It's a bit confusing.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah. uh, Of all the, of the 16 NRL teams, This season, there's only seven teams that have opted to go go with the co-captain scenario and the rest, Mm. the other nine are going with a uh, single captain. For me, when I played uh, and still now as a fan, my preference is always the one captain. Uh, Mm. One man making the decisions out there is the extension of the eyes and the ears of the coach. Um, That's one clear, concise message from one voice. Uh, I'm all for leadership groups, don't get me wrong, where there are different people with different viewpoints that can make suggestions during um, training and team meetings and all the rest of it, you know, and there might be younger players who might feel that they can approach a certain player more than they can approach a, a different player. Mm-hmm. But for the 80 minutes on the field, for me, it's always just one man, one voice, uh, at one captain. That's the way I see it.
1: Yeah. I, I tend to agree with that. I, I, I remember in 2001 or 2002, we had, was it Stacy and Kevin Campion? Mm-hmm. As co-captain, so we have we we're no strangers to that scenario, okay. but um, we have um, I think yeah, like you said, take the confusion out of it, as you said, one voice on the field. Yep. Yeah, and, and like leadership groups are great, as we saw with Brownie setting up the leadership group at the start yeah. of the year. Yeah, I mean every club needs them. It's great to have that and it's great yep. to it's a great way to bring younger guys in as well and give them yep. that sort of leadership experience as well. That's great. But oh yeah, I think on the field one voice uh leading the team.
0: Yep. Yeah. Next point, mate.
1: So the next point is yeah, so we all saw the news this week. It's the fall of Manu. So it was revealed by Manu himself. That he is, in fact, as rumoured, the New Zealand sports star who was charged with possession and trafficking of methamphetamines back in 2018. Um, so he had a court suppression um, order in place to suppress his name from the media. However, that was ending on Monday. So on Sunday night, I think he took it into his own hands to go onto Twitter and, uh, sorry, Instagram. And, um, yeah, he released a video confirming yeah. It was basically the, one of the worst kept secrets in, in sport. Um, yep. Yeah, obviously very, very disappointing to see one of our former greats. Um, massive massive possibly,
0: fall from grace,
1: isn't it? Massive fall from grace and, and possibly go down this path. He did say that he's fighting the charges yep. um, and is you know innocent until proven guilty. But um, we've seen it time and time again with um, some... You know some great players from the '90s turning to the dark side. Example: Danny Wicks, yep. Craig Field, Matt Sears, Brett Dallas, yep. um, Jason Smith, as yeah. well. Um, yeah, it, it's just you know very disappointing for the, the fans and fans of the club and that kind of thing to see but, see the fall from grace, as you said.
0: It is it is disappointing, you know, for for guys that have. You know, watched Manu Mm. come through our systems, and you know, become you know, probably the best winger that the Warriors Mm. have ever produced. Um, He's the only Warrior that, uh, or only player in the history of the game that scored ten tries, ten consecutive seasons in a row, um, which is a record that you know won't be hadn't been beaten in the you know previous 108 years or whatever it was at the time, and I can't see it being beaten again. it, it puts a massive tarnish on his name when he'll be spoken about. Uh, That's the worst you know. part about it. And yeah. Mark Roberts is asking if he is convicted, do we scrub him from the record books uh, of the Warriors and the New Zealand rugby league? I, I don't think you can. They're talking about doing the similar thing with Jared Hayne. I was just
1: going to say, it's like the Jared Haynes scenario when they were saying strip him of his medals. And we at the time said, well, that was done before the incident. It was based yeah. on his on-field abilities um, yep. and success, so I guess the same thing would apply here, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just overwhelming disappointment, isn't
0: it? Yeah, that all there'll always be an asterisk if, if he is yeah. there'll always be that asterisk next to his name. Of yeah, you know, it was a club great, but uh, and as you said, mate, we've seen it time and time again with guys who retire and and they go through that, that um that depression or whatever it is where they, they don't get that high anymore from, you know, the, the throngs of people chanting their name and, um, you know, they turn to other means of,
1: yeah, it's, it's, it's like, they, they earn a lot of money during their career and they play. And then when that all ends exactly, as you said, like there's there's like a void in their life and they don't really know what to do with themselves after it. And they fall into these, these kinds of things. And, that's why it's so important, I think, for the like setting up young guys with education and, and like Absolutely. a real, a career path that they can go straight onto after rugby league, because not everyone gets media jobs, you know. There's only right. a certain amount of those going around, and everyone's got to do something after rugby league. And you see, yeah. some of the guys that we we've even spoken to that have had, that have gone on to, to other career paths as well. Yeah. And you know, you you're playing career, you can probably play till you're about like 35 maximum these days, depending on the position you are. If you're lucky. If yeah. You're lucky.
0: Yeah. And not everyone can walk into a job in in the media, you know. Mm. Um, as you know, you you see only a handful of guys that can make a career out of footy post footy. Um, yeah. You know? So yeah, it, it's sad. It is a sad one. Um, and you know, we wish Manu all the best. And you know, we're not going to um, convict him before he has his trial date. Yeah, and we hope right. everything works out for him. That's but um, thing, yeah. yeah, it's just a very sad situation for him to be in. Um, the last point we'll raise is um, we, we were going to discuss social media's impact on uh, rugby league, but I think we'll, we're going to change it a little bit uh, and discuss the Canberra Raiders in particular. Um, mm. So, you know, it's no uh, no secret that last weekend, um, Joe Tarpanet's wife put out a, a post um, that criticised Ricky Stewart after the Raiders game uh, where Ricky was blowing up about, uh, you know, the the penalty count or lack thereof. And she basically came out and said, um, you know, it's you can't blame the rest when you've got an international sitting on the bench for 50 minutes of an 80 minute game. Um, Further to that, you know, news has come out now that there's been a blow up between uh, Ricky Stewart and Josh Hodgson reading a report today that basically said that, Uh, following on from NRL 360 a couple of weeks ago, where they discussed the fact that Josh Hodgson overplays his hand a little bit and it's stifling uh, both Jack Whiten and uh, George Williams, Mm. who were instrumental last year in taking the Raiders into the finals with Hodgson injured. Uh, He's overplaying his hand and kind of stifling their gameplay. There was a meeting between Ricky and Josh Hodgson and he's now stepped down as co-captain Yes. Basically saying, well, if you don't want me to lead the club in its dark times, don't ask me to lead them in its good times. Um, and then uh, now you've also got reports that um, George Williams wants to go home.
1: Homesick. Yes. Um and let's, and let's also not forget there was those bizarre scenes before the 2019 grand final with um, John Bateman shopping himself around to other clubs like in the lead-up to the grand final. Yeah. And there's also a bit of a link between Isaac Moses and all this nonsense as well, funnily yeah. enough. Um,
0: there was um, yeah. the, the big pappy, um, you know, effectively benching himself for a week. Yeah. His head wasn't in the game.
1: Apparently right to go this week, though.
0: Yeah, he's, he's been named to play this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's also Ricky's chopping and changing of his of his Ross of his um of his uh of his team. It's it's almost like the guys that are playing out there are are now playing scared, fearing that if they make yeah. a mistake in the game, they're going to get dropped the next week. It's um
1: Ricky's wrath. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, he's also linked to the Bronx, Josh Hodgson. Yeah, I, I saw that today. Uh, Tarpanay's been linked to any club that has money. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's a. It's a massive slide considering um, prior to us playing them, everyone was talking about you know, the Raiders being one of the big six and now they've well they, they were
1: they were yeah. definitely and even it's, after we yeah. played even after we played them yeah. um, they still showed that they had the goods and yeah it's been a, it's been a dramatic form slide like they, they would not like, giving up an 18 point lead up there in Townsville as well was, was very alarming. Yeah. Raiders fan as well, because they they don't do that kind of thing.
0: No. No. So yeah, interesting. Interesting to watch.
1: So is there a bit of uh fire with all this smoke? I guess is what I'm wondering.
0: Uh will those clubs give a job to his missus to try and keep it quiet. Well it's interesting, you know. Like people are coming out and criticizing her, but it's her it's her Instagram post, she's a human. You Know, I post what I want on mine. Yeah, that's right, obviously it's obviously her, it's her space, it. she
1: can have her say. Yeah. yeah, she
0: can have an opinion. Um, although if I was Joe Tarpany, I'd probably tell her to rein it in a little bit because
1: it's, it's putting, yeah, it, it, exactly. Under. It's yeah. all well and good, love, but not, uh, not if it's going to get me in trouble with old uh, sticky.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because we all know how reasonable sticky can be.
1: Oh, yeah, he's a no. very reasonable man. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, mate. Um, Yeah, so that's a set of six. Let's move on to the round nine preview, mate. We've got Manly this week.
1: Manly again, after only having played them back into form about about a month ago. Yeah. Um, Going out to Lotto land there. The team that was named is interesting because we'll go through it now. So we've got uh, two of Arzasek, fullback, obviously. Cozy and Mamalo are named on the wings with Pompey and Rocco Berry in the centres. Reese Walsh and Cody Nicarima, the halves, JTB, uh, Egan and Kane Evans in the front row, Joshi Curran, and Alissi Katoa is named to return in the second row there, which is really the only change to last week's run-on team. Yeah. And um, Tohu Harris there at lock. On the bench, we've got Jazz, Bunty, uh, Lisa and Bailey Sirinan, and the extended bench being consisting of Jack Murchie, um, Chanel Harris-Tavita making his return. Yep. Tom Arley and also you and Aitken. So I think you and I were talking and we expect a lot of changes to be made to this uh, starting 17.
0: Yeah, I, I do. I, I, um, if fit, I expect you and Aitken to come into the centers and possibly push Adam Pompey out to a wing uh, and Ed, Ed Cozy to drop out.
1: Mm. Um, that would make sense.
0: Also, too, Eli Kato hasn't played for a couple of weeks. I don't know if he'll actually start. Um, you know, there may be a shuffle with that that uh, push him back to the bench, Torhu to second row, and maybe start mm. Jazz at lock. And the other one is Chanel. <coughs> um, whether they start Chanel uh, or bring Chanel off the bench. But if fit, I expect him to be in the 17. Uh, yes.
2: and maybe- yeah,
1: Brownie, Brownie more or less said that in a, in a report saying he was our starting um, halfback. So he's he's, out, they, that he's basically considered by the club as if fit, he is a starting half. Yep. So you would expect, yeah, definitely expect him to be in there at least in the 17 somewhere.
0: way. Yeah, so I wonder if that's the case, whether they uh, go with the tried and tested, um, or the, the old combo of Cody and Chanel or whether Reese Walsh holds his spot and Cody shifts to the bench. Mm. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting yes. one to see. Uh, and I don't think, you know, we'll know much more until Sunday afternoon, uh, an hour before kickoff when, um, yeah, when the uh, decisions will be made. But um, it's a strong-looking squad, I'll give it
1: that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's a lot to lots of like about that team and a lot of options, as we said, like even on that extended bench, any of those guys could come into the team and do a great job.
0: Yeah. CHT and Walsh combo would be fire. I agree, Mark Roberts. I reckon yep. it'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think Walsh has done enough in his two games to show that his oh yeah he's the man to wear the six for us, regardless of who's wearing the seven. Uh, and I'd I'd keep him playing similar to what the Roosters are doing with Sam Walker.
1: Yeah, he's, um, he's got to be there. Has to be there. Big Benny Murdoch's going to be a, a big out for us. Huge loss. He's added so much impact this year as we knew he would. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: I'll tell you now that the surprise packet for me has been Josh Curran. Yes, um, he's he's taken his opportunity with both hands,
1: hasn't he? Yeah, um,
0: yeah, and just you know, what's he played? Three games, is
1: it? This is this will be his fourth straight game, Four, I think. Fourth straight yeah. game,
0: yeah. So yeah, three games, he's been wearing that, uh, playing in that back row. He's played eighty minutes every game, uh, and. His effort that's on effort plays, yeah. yeah. His effort on effort plays have been sensational. His work rate is is um, very good, and I must say, when he first came to the club, I was not a massive fan of his signing. I, I didn't see the point yeah. in, and and maybe that's because um, he was never utilized under Stephen Kearney.
1: No, no, he barely got a look in.
0: And even last year, he only got, I think, one game coming off the bench. Yeah,
1: he he didn't feature much. Yeah, he. Um... Right.
0: So the the injuries in the forward pack have really. Um, gifted him an opportunity, which yeah. he's with both hands. And now he he's one of those guys that you cannot leave out of that, that run on 13th.
1: Yeah, definitely not on form, yeah. He's he's, he's adding a, a good uh, sort of point of difference in attack as well. He's, he's making a lot of tackles. I'm yeah. just
0: smiling. Um, Mark Roberts, to the 18th man, I reckon... Bring in the Loch Ness merch, mate. Uh, we're we're massive fans of the merch. Yeah, we love the merchandise. Yeah, yeah. I would love merch to get back in there. I, I think yeah. he offers us so much. Um, yes. Yeah, I think he'd be a great acquisition uh, addition to that that bench. Mm. Um. This game, mate, it's it's going to be a different game to the game the Manly that came out and played us a couple of weeks ago. Very different. Yeah. Except I expect a lot more turbo. points.
1: To, yeah. A lot more points will be scored in this game for sure. Yeah. Just yeah. don't want it to be level with like a couple of minutes left on the clock. Cause you know, what's going to happen. <laughs>
0: yes, I do. Yes. I do. Um, <laughs> Manly losing both, uh, Josh Alloye And Marty to power big losses for them. Mm. Um, they lose a bit, a little bit of their go forward. Um, Losing those guys, so I mean that's a, that's in our favour. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, the turbo factor is is going to be a big factor in this game. Got to find
1: a way to keep him quiet. We've got to nullify him.
0: Yeah, we do. We do. Um, I think.
1: And, go on. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say we we have to be aware now, as as he did last time. Cherry Evans might target Ken with his kicks getting the kick in behind Ken and getting the speed machine, the old Ferrari out there, uh, Saab,
0: uh, yeah.
1: uh, getting behind him. Because that was, yeah, I mean, he, he was badly sort of uh, showing up in that game. Yeah. Exposed, yeah. yeah. So we've got to be the same careful thing. That as
0: well. It's the same thing. Like um, like Kenny's a, a good scoring machine uh, when he's on the end of a back line and, mm. you know, that kind of thing. It's similar to what Manu was like. Yes, yeah, Manu very Manu. was look, always yeah. susceptible to that kick in behind yeah. and having to turn and chase um, yeah, uh, what we'll is, hang on. Uh, when did we beat? last beat Manly? Last uh, year. We beat them twice last year. The uh, final round last year. Final yeah. round last year, and we beat them in the rain at,
1: um, at Brookvale. Brookvale last year as but well. But we have a terrible record against them overall. Like they yeah, absolutely do. dominated us.
0: Um, yeah. Mark Roberts expects the points from Manly to dry up because they lose their platform. For the backs to work off. Yeah. Well let's hope so. (laughs) The only problem with that theory is that Tommy Turbo can um can cause uh, anything from anywhere. Something out of
1: nothing. Yeah, he's just a constant threat. He has to be he has to be kept quiet. We have to be on song in defense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Can Mamalo to score a try, Christian reckons. I reckon so too.
1: Yeah, I I reckon that's a fair fair shout.
0: Yeah. Um I think Reese Walsh is gonna be the, the Big point of difference for us in attack. Mm. Uh, he didn't X-factor. play against Burnley last time. So, um, you know, I think if we if we have him playing uh, on that left side again, like he did on the weekend, um, setting up uh, Pompey and Ken on that left side, if if that's the team that lines up, I think it mm. would be great. Um, both him and Cody running the ball, if Cody plays, again, um, or CHT. Mm. Ruck speed's going to be the key, though. Um, and winning that ruckle and, and allowing our spider spine to hit the advantage line and play through the line, I think that's what's going to be the
1: like turn. the first half last game.
0: Caden <laughs> Rogers. Hey, Hammer. I'm Caden, and I'm 18. I'd take your daughter to the footy anytime. She's absolutely gorgeous. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you, Katie Rogers. Which daughter? I had two daughters with me at the footy last week, mate. So um, the one that wears the Warriors jersey, she's she's my youngest. She's 21. And the one that was in the green uh, Warriors shirt, uh, that's my oldest daughter who lives in Queensland, and she's 26 and engaged. So, um, yeah, you're out there. But... Um, you, know, you never know your luck in a big city, brother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Warren, how are you, bro? Um, just hope our boys turn up like last week. But for 80 minutes, absolutely, bro. We need Definitely. to put a good 80-minute
1: 80 80 It has to be 80-minute performance. Yeah. Yep.
0: Um, so the other round nine games we've got coming up this
1: week.
0: Uh, TK's back. I thought you were going to, be, uh, to work, bro.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> he can't stay away, he just can't right, get enough uh, of us. Yeah. Awesome, TK. Yeah.
0: Um, he says, should be
1: an awesome game, just need our big
0: boppers to do the hard yards. Absolutely, bro. Yeah, sure um, just on that, TK, is, is there an, a plan for Caden Rogers, the youngest one? Okay, I'll let her know, bro. Where do you live? Um, <laughs> TK, is there a plan for another pitch party to happen at Mount Smart in the near future? Um or is have you guys heard any talk about any games heading back to Mount Smart Stadium? Mm. I, I had a bit of a chat with Cameron George uh, before the game on Sunday and it's pretty much confirmed the Warriors will be based at the Central Coast for the entirety of this season. But there is an opportunity later in the year where they may be able to take mm. a game or two back to Mount Smart Um you know, providing you know they can get through different protocols and so
1: forth. Sort of so, fly-in, fly-out scenario. Yeah,
0: but it'd be interesting um, to hear whether um, they are going to do a pitch party at, at some stage, uh, because I know the logistics of taking the remaining of the home games home to New Zealand is going to be very costly for the NRL. Mm. Uh, flying two teams in and out um, mm. each week, so. My understanding is it may only be two, maybe possibly three games that they get back there, if any. Um, so, yeah. We'll, I'll, I'll Any more information I found out, I'll share with you guys. And, you know, if you guys find out more from over the ditch there, um, share it with us. That'd be appreciative, mate. Yeah. Um, okay, round nine preview. Thursday, we've got the Rabbits versus Storm. Um, rabbits with a massive injury toll. Campbell Graham's out. Uh, Terrell Mitchell still suspended. Um, who else? Uh, Adam Reynolds is missing and Cam Murray. Uh, so some massive outs, um, Steve Masters, Braden Burns, and ex-warrior, ex-one game warrior Tane Milne, all named in a reshuffled back line. And um, Dean Hawkins is named at half uh, to partner uh, the old man, Benji Marshall. Um mm-hmm. Storm. Uh, they welcome back George Jennings and Remus Smith's uh, moves to the centres, which forces um, what's his name? What's that old mate's name? Whatever his name good is. Good old, good old him. Yeah, him. <laughs> him he, he's back. <laughs> um, I, I, I think with the injury toll, the loss of Adam Reynolds uh, as a goal kicker is a big out. Uh, uh, I'm going to pick the Storm thirteen plus in this one.
1: I. I agree. I think the storm will get the job done here. Maybe not. I think. I think it might be a bit closer than we think. But yeah, storm for me. First Friday game: Panthers versus Sharks. Panthers are uh, again unchanged, and probably the, as we as we touched on before, the only team not affected by injuries. Um, nine rounds into the competition, so that's probably half the reason for their uh, good run. Yeah, Sharks. Uh, Only change: Brayden Hammond Ueli is out for eight weeks. It's hard to see anything other than a big Penrith win here.
0: Yep, absolutely. Mm. Um, I'm going to pick the Panthers 13 plus. I'm just reading some things here. Uh, TK says they should leave Mount Smart Stadium for 2022. Yeah, I reckon it'd be a much bigger homecoming. Yeah. um, Because they can do a big thing uh, lead up in the week. Uh, You know, season opener next year. Mm. Um, you know, players doing some signings and stuff beforehand rather than just a fly in, fly out and the yeah, really in the don't get that opportunity. Um Malcolm Earnshaw, Sir Mad Butcher sent me a package today after meeting him at the pitch party. What a legend. He is a legend, mate. He's a great man, follow good follower of the show. We love the uh the Mad Butcher. Love you, Butch. Tino Pritchard, Benji Marshall is my uncle. That's awesome. Oh, fantastic. And Caden Rogers, Burwood in Sydney. You're taking this really well. You seem like a top bloke
1: <laughs> For now. For now, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, bro, just wait till you meet me in person. <laughs> My daughters are adults. They can make their own decisions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, it's not me you've got to impress, brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, the second Friday night game. Uh, blockbuster, Eels versus the Roosters. Mm. Uh, clash of, you know, two teams... Firmly entrenched in that uh, top eight uh, at the moment. What do, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the Eels surprisingly no changes really uh, except so they've named Nathan Brown on at lock. Uh, I don't know if he'll play. Uh, hit pointer injury from last week. Ryan Madison to start. Um, our mate. Why did we let him go? Isaiah Ice Papali'i retains his spot in the starting side and Sean Lane is the man that has been pushed back to the bench um, uh, the Roosters welcome back uh, Teddy Tedesco uh, Matt Ikevalu has been named to replace Moz, and uh, still no sign of young Joseph Suwali, he is named in the 21, mm. but I have noticed he's been named in the centres for North Sydney this weekend, so very unlikely he'll get a run this week, uh, and our good mate Adam Kieran, yes. back onto the bench for the Roosters
1: Good to see him getting some game time.
0: Yeah, uh, I just think, you know, with I'm going to pick the Eels 1 to 12. Um, I just think the Eels are building towards something really nicely. Um, The Roosters have been a little bit hot and cold the last couple of weeks. Uh, So, yeah, and uh, I think if if Nathan Brown is playing and Junior Paulo, I think they're the two guys that are going to put a lot of pressure on Sam Walker. Mm. So,
1: yeah, I'm
0: going to pick the Eels 1 to 12.
1: Yeah, I'm actually gonna, I'm actually gonna get go the Roosters in a close one here. Yep. So I'll, I'll go Roosters one to twelve here because I think they, they impressed me last week. Um, yeah, we'll set it, We'll move on to Saturday. Yep. Raiders versus Knights, three o'clock game. As we said before, Big Papi back for the Raiders. It'd be yep. interesting to see if Tapani retains his spot on the bench <laughs> after that. Um, Social media lashing that he copped, yep. <laughs> the old sticky cop. Um, Knights have named Crossland at half to replace the injured Blake Green. So, yeah, be interesting to see how he goes there because uh, they're in desperate need of some spark there, the Knights. They are, again, they're another team in a big funk. Um, I was just
0: going to say, it's a hard game to pick because they're two teams that are sliding it down is. the ladder.
1: yeah. It's yeah, two teams that probably were picked to be traveling a bit better than they are at the moment. Yep. Um, but looking at the teams, and everything I, I'd have to, I think I'm gonna have to stick with the Raiders in a close one. Um, there's still too much talent in that team for them to be down for too much longer. I feel.
0: I, I agree. I, I'm, yeah. I'm Raiders one to twelve. I, I think you know if the if the Raiders get it right on the day. Um, they're a far better outfit than the Knights. I think Crossland at halfback with Kurt Mann at 5'8 is a is a
1: very awesome. makeshift sort of pairing, isn't it? Absolutely, mm. it is.
0: Um, you know, not that Blake Green was playing good footy at, at the moment anyway. He's yeah, no, he did come he did back not from look his ACL, good. and um, you know he's, he's lost a fair bit of pace and playing in slow motion. And you know, all respect to Blake Green, he's always a warrior in our eyes. But yeah, um, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Raiders will get this one. Um, Tigers versus Titans uh, in another game that I think is going to be a lot closer than most people think. Yeah, Madge McGuire has stuck solid with the side that beat the Dragons. Um, oh, the we, Titans have yeah. lost Corey Thompson to injury, which is a
1: massive out for them. Mm, has, he's been great for them. Yeah, they've named both, rocket.
0: both firmer in the centres, uh, pushed Sammy out to the wing. Uh, Big Tino back from suspension. Um I'm gonna pick the Tigers in a close one here. I think the Tigers will get it one to twelve. Uh I, I'm just uh, I'm a, I think Dane Laurie's getting better and better with every game, uh finding his feet in this tigers back line. Yeah. And same with Adam Dewey. I think Adam Dewey, he's a big five eight. He's uh um, and the Tigers uh back row with um, Luciano Le Lua. Mm. Uh, gives them a great point of difference in attack. Uh, so I, I think they might... They're going to be wearing the Tommy Redonicus, uh Black Western Suburbs Memorial jersey, playing in front of the home tra- crowd Camping at Campbelltown. Town. You would yep. like to think they do better than they did against oh, the boys at Leichhardt. <laughs> yeah. They get a second chance to honour Tommy, and I don't think they're going to let it slip by, and I think they'll be up for this one. So Tigers 1-12. to
1: I'm actually... Uh, Yeah, it's it's a tough one to pick. I'm actually going to go the Titans uh, one to twelve here. I think our favourite board short wearing um, winger, uh, the man with the longest footy shorts in the game. I'm I'm picking uh, Tony Don to to cross over for a double, a Don double. (laughs)
2: double.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, Cowboys and Broncos. This again. This is another interesting game and another fairly hard one to pick. Uh, It's a seven thirty game on your Saturday. Uh, so our good mate Toddy Payton has has lost Justin O'Neill and I don't think he had a he really didn't have a great game against us no Justin O'Neill he's, so Javid Bowen comes in for him in the centre he hasn't been seen in first grade for a while or he was 18th Bowen.
0: man on the weekend
1: yeah right it's been a while since he's been I remember seeing him running around so Ben Hampton's been dropped and um, Clifford is back at half so Kevin Walters has stuck solid with his Broncos lineup. Um, yeah, this is this is a tough one to pick. Um, the Cowboys have been in good form. The Broncos had not been in good form up until last week. Well, up until all but the first 20 minutes of that game. Yep. Um, look, I, this one being um, played up in Townsville, I'm, I'm going to go to the Cowboys in a close one here. I, I, I think Toddy, Toddy will have the boys, the boys humming after that one, after learning lessons of uh, probably that second half there.
0: Look, it, it's two teams that fail to play 80 minutes. Yeah. Um, and that was speaking to Toddy after the game on the weekend. Uh, what a great again, I can't say what a great man he is. He's such a oh. humble man. Um, great friend of of the show. Definitely. Always has time for us. Uh, had a good chat to him after the game on the weekend, and he, he basically said that game on the weekend was. Uh, pretty much sums up where the Cowboys are at at the moment. They're not an 80-minute footy team. Um, But in saying that, neither are the Broncos. Uh, I think the Broncos have 60 minutes in (laughs) the so I'm going to tip the Broncos 1-12. to In what's the first for me this year, I haven't tipped the Broncos
1: at all. Yeah, I was just going to say, this is probably the first time the Broncos have ever been tipped on Rowan Hammer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Okay. Oh, uh, the first game on
0: Sunday is uh, Manly hosting our Warriors at um, Lotto Land. Mm. Uh, so, as we said earlier, Eli Katoa, Chanel Harris-Tavita, and uh, Ewan Aitken all back from injury and named in the 21-man squad. Um, for Manly, Marty Tapow and Josh Alloye out. Um, I'm going to go with a Warriors 1-12. to I think uh, our spine of... Um, Rhys Walsh, Roger Tua sheck and Cody slash CHT. Uh, I think we'll be too good for Manly on the day, and um, I, I'm going to go for a 1 to 12 victory for us.
1: I also think we will win a close one, and it's going to be a dead set heart stopper again.
0: Absolutely.
1: This, this, uh, this Fitbit here is going to get a good workout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, to wrap up the weekend. The, uh, the 4 o'clock Sunday game, Dragons versus Bulldogs. Again, another another game I, I expect to be fairly close. Zach Lomax out for the Dragons, which is a massive loss for them. Mono, who's typically a back rower lock uh, playing in the centres there, which is an interesting change. Uh, no, no changes to the Bulldogs. Look, I mean, we do give it to the Bulldogs a bit, and they're trying hard. But um, but you would have to think that the Dragons will have just a little bit too much for them. I, I, I think maybe Dragons dragons by two.
0: Yeah, um, I, I'm going to pick the Dragons in a close one, 1-12. to 12. Uh, I just think they'll have... I, I just think their forward back will be too good for the Bulldogs. Um, and to be quite honest, watching the Bulldogs lately, I, I, I don't like bagging players, but I really don't rate Kyle Flanagan. I, I, hmm. I just... Don't know if he's a right fit at halfback for the Bulldogs.
1: Is he one of those guys that just looked good in a good Roosters team?
0: That's what I think. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, he's, he's struggling to direct that side around the park. Um, Jake Averillo, has got a, you know, he's a, a good up and coming youngster. He's uh, good at 5'8". eight. He's got a lot of speed. But yeah, I, apart from a kicking game, I don't think Flanagan really offers hmm. enough um, to that team. Um, uh, so. <laughs> I'm just laughing, TJ. Don't, uh, TK. Don't say that about the heart stopper.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, TK, but like, mate, being a Warriors fan for 26 years or whatever it is, you expect it. <laughs> yep, absolutely.
0: Um, but
1: you take a heart stopping win. I
0: missed your Canberra tip. If you didn't tip the Green Machine to win this weekend, I'm going to get angry, very angry. Like Ricky. Uh, is that Millie? That's Millie. No, of Millie. Course. We both we hey, both
1: Canberra to win. We um, did. We've we've got you this week, Millie.
0: You're supporting a team that's uh, currently a bit of a basket case with uh, stuff that's going on in the media with, uh, you know, Tarp and his missus and um, Josh Austin. Yeah, a lot of
1: smoke around Canberra.
0: Canberra. But but, but we think the Raiders will get up for you. I'm hoping they get up for you. Yeah, Um, Yeah. so, yeah, I'm going to tip the Dragons 1-12 in that one too, mate. A uh, little bit of Warriors news, which we did touch on. Rocco Berry's contract extension, uh, extended that till 2024.
1: 2024, that's right. Yes, that's yeah. a fairly big extension and a good show of confidence for the yep. young fella. Yeah. Um, and he has looked good in his, his first couple of games.
0: Where you going, bro? Oh, um, Cody re-signing for a further season, taking the option in his favour. Taking it um, up, yeah. It's a good, good thing, uh, speaking to him, Uh, on the weekend and then uh, hearing his um, thoughts in the media, basically saying he loves the club. He loves the direction the club's going in. It was never really an option in his mind that he wouldn't be there next season. So that's um, great to hear. Yeah, it is great to hear and uh, Paul Turner off to the Titans. So we, we thank Paul Turner very much Mm. for, you know, his contribution to the Warriors. Yeah. He only got the three games in, in first grade, but he did come through our systems um, yeah,
1: definitely sad to see him go. Had, has a lot had of sad to see a player go. Yeah. Um, no doubt.
0: Next year, when he's wearing a uh, War- uh, Titans jersey, he'll get the uh, "Why did we let him go?" treatment. <laughs> <the United> <laughs> we the season; it's, it's already started.
1: And, and a lot of people had to had to say, "Did you guys actually read the article where he said that he turned down a bigger offer from the Warriors?"
0: Yeah.
1: In favor of. More game time at a different club. So he's probably a realist. He's, he's looking
0: yeah. at the the squad that the club is assembling, and he's realizing, you know, even under injury um, problems that we've had, he was still not getting named in that hmm. 13 or 17. His first run was um, he was named 18, and he kind of got pulled in because of an injury, and then he held his spot for a week and got injured, and so he was never. I don't think it was in the forefront of the minds of the Warriors in, in that respect. Uh, at
1: a full-strength lineup, he wasn't going to be in the 17, basically.
0: No, probably his biggest... Uh, he's probably his biggest enemy because he's so versatile and mm. can play a number of various positions. You, he couldn't lock down that one position in the squad. And if we're looking for a player that can play the 14 well, then, you know, we've got CHT, we've got uh, Reese Walsh, we've got Egan, we've got Cody. It's mm. kind of – he's not in that mix to fill that 14 jersey. So, mm. um, you know, he's – obviously, everyone's dream is to play more first grade and he thinks he can get that at the Titans. So, uh, that's a obviously a good move for him. Mm. And we wish him uh, – <laughs> We wish him all the very best. Millie's come up with the Why Did We Let Him Go needs its own jingle as a segment on your show.
1: I'll, <laughs> I'll work on something. I'll get the old guitar out and I'll try and come up with a little riff. riff
0: wonder if, I wonder if uh, Maney can write us something for oh, that. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Why Did We Let Him Go by Young Maney? Yeah, yeah, we'll have to hit him up about that.
0: I, put him on the, I actually did put the hard word on him on the weekend about um, putting together a, a bit of a jingle, a riff for us for a oh, show
1: oh, opener. Yeah. Intro...
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll see what Some uh, sick
1: beats. Yeah,
0: we'll see what he. I did. I actually used the word "sick beats," and he looked at me like I was a dad. <laughs> 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 and my daughters both went, "Oh, dad!" Oh, <laughs> you really say that. Uh, dad? I know.
1: Well, um, yeah. After, go. I was just going to say. Well, after the manly game, yep. we got something very exciting, and that is magic round. Yes, up here in God's country. Up here yep. in Brisbane, all games obviously being played out of the great Suncorp Stadium. Correct. And we're very excited to announce that we're going to be having a supporters' event at the Lord Alfred Hotel, and this will be hosted by Warrior Nation and yours truly, you and uh, Ruin, you and Hammer, <laughs> Ruin <laughs> <and> Hammer. It'd be good if I got that right, eh? <laughs> That starts at 10 a.m. So anyone who's going to be up there for magic round or any other Brisbane locals, uh, Southeast Queensland locals, make sure you get in for that because we will be doing a live pregame show broadcast from there where we're going to preview the game. And we'll also be having a chat on air with some of the fans. So get in there and, um, be, be part of the show and yep. uh, yeah that'll be great it'll be a, it'll be a wonderful event there's al- it's already like a carnival atmosphere around brisbane i remember in 2019 when we had it it was just great there was a real good vibe seeing different jerseys everywhere it was fantastic it was like a rugby league festival up there
0: oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it mate i um i i missed the first magic round and had planned to go to last year's magic round and of course covid mm. uh put the kibosh on that. So uh, really looking forward to getting up there. A massive shout out to Richie Morgan from Warrior Nation, yes. who uh, has done Richard. a lot of work in the background, uh, securing the Lord Alfred Hotel. Um, they're actually putting a private room uh, for us to host our event. Um, so if anyone is intending to go, please jump onto the uh, Warrior Nation page or our Ruin Hammer page, go to the event Um mm-hmm magic round event
1: confirm your attendance yep. because
0: uh the room that they've given us at the moment only holds a certain amount of people and um if we go past that uh then they can change rooms for us but they need to be able to do that before the day
1: before the day um, yeah, they need some notice
0: as rob said the event's going to start at about 10am we're going to go live at about 11:30 so that first hour and a half is going to be obviously a bit of a mingle between uh, Warriors fans. We'll we'll chat to many of the Warriors fans that are up there. Um, you know, see who has a unique story, who Mm. who's traveled far and wide, um, your reasons for being a Warriors supporter, that kind of thing. Obviously the most interesting people, we're gonna get you up on on stage with us uh on the live broadcast. Um, you know, to to chat to you, uh you can tell us your story. That's right. Also got a couple of um of uh guests Coming along, uh, a couple of the NRLW Warriors players from last season are uh, planning to join us. as um, uh, So we're hoping to see them. And we're going to try and reach out to some uh, former Warriors players that live in that area um, to maybe come and uh, have a chat with us as well.
1: That would be awesome. Yeah, Big get, Mark, get, get everyone involved. Yeah, Big Tuke's got to get him in. yeah. Yep. Yeah, maybe Kevin Campion and a few of these other guys. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, so um, yeah, so make sure you go onto the uh, onto the page, the Bruin Hammer page or the Warrior Nation page, and uh, you know, click that you're going to that event, um, so that uh, we can keep tabs on the numbers and make sure that you know we've got uh, room big enough to hold all of us. It's going to be awesome too. We're on the ground floor apparently. Uh, Parramatta are hosting a uh, supporters party on the top floor of the hotel so we can we're gonna have some uh, some barbs with the, with the Parramatta fans
1: that'd be great um,
0: yeah so really looking forward to meeting some of the uh, the fans that live up north of the border uh, that I don't normally get to encounter it's going to be awesome uh,
1: yeah so do us proud southeast Queensland Warriors fans we always come out in force for the Titans game and the Broncos game every year. So always great to see you guys as so I make sure you come out and get him, get, uh, get keen in this event, get keen, get keen, get
0: keen. exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, this weekend we got Manly at Lotto land. There are tickets still available. Um, going to warrior nation because there is no official away supporters Bay at Manly. Um, half of their fields closed down or mm. something. They're doing construction. Um, but if you go on the Warrior Nation page, they have um, a bay that they're buying their tickets in. So you can check to see what bay it is. I think it's just a general admission anyway. So make sure you look for uh, the other Warrior supporters that are out there. Just spoken about Magic Round, the lead up. Uh, if you haven't got tickets for Magic Round, make sure you get your tickets for the game. Uh, we look forward to you know being there and seeing the Warriors fans and then... Round eleven, we've got the Tigers at Central Coast Stadium on a Friday night. Uh, f- to play in the inaugural Mike <laughs> Doreen Cup.
1: <laughs> the first Warriors slash Tiger. <laughs> the very first. In honor of the in honor of the hard working center and plasterer Mike Doreen. We're ordering him. And the yeah. winner of this match will take home the Mike Doreen Cup.
0: Exactly right. Um Bays, obviously the supporter base, the base 6, 7, and 8. Tickets available from Tech with the code VWMEMBER2021. Um, so make sure you get on board uh, with that one. And uh, coming up, uh, the Melbourne game. There's going to be a, a big celebration. It's a um, cultural festival, isn't it? Cultural yeah, festival yeah, at yeah. Um, yeah, Central Coast Stadium. Uh, so uh, we'll keep you informed of any details for that as it comes up. Uh, yeah uh, and apart from that make sure uh, we're going to have plenty of posters up at the meet yes. and greet at uh, Brisbane and we'll also be giving them away at the game if you can't get to the meet and greet
1: absolutely yes only you guys that have messaged us that said you, we're going to see you at um, Magic Round you can either catch us at that or at the game itself uh, plenty of platforms you can always follow us on obviously Facebook and Instagram uh, the YouTube channel's ticking yep, over as YouTube. well getting the Michael luck stuff um, up there now and um, yeah, plenty more uh, videos and content coming up there. Check out all the podcast platforms that includes Spotify, Apple Podcasts, podcast, platforms, Spotify. Apple. Yeah. Um, Google breaker and radio direct. We're on all of those. So if you do miss the show, um, don't, don't worry. You can always catch us the next day on any of those We're also on um, YouTube or you can rewatch on Facebook as well. So you, you can always absolutely. catch up.
0: And keep, a, keep an eye on the events page on Facebook mm. uh, um, for the live chats that we've got coming up. Um, we've got three really good ones uh, locked in. Um, speaking to Warriors legend Clinton Torpy on... That'll be a Wednesday the 19th. Yeah,
1: Wednesday the 19th. So on that day, on the, on the 18th, we'll be doing our review show and then yep. having a chat to Clinton. So on the, on the Wednesday the 19th. So that'll be a great chat... Uh, Always, always uh, love chatting to our former players and he's Absolutely you know, one of do. the most fondly remembered Warriors of all time.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. the following following Tuesday, the 25th, we've got uh, Chanel Harris-DeVita coming on for a chat. And um, today we've locked in uh, Warriors uh, original 95 member Big Joe Vungana, uh coming on for a chat uh, the week after Origin 1, which is June the 15th. Um so yeah, and just keep keep looking out. We're we're in uh talks at the moment, Discussions to try and organize uh Cody Nicarima to get on the show and have a chat with us. Um yeah, so you know we keep putting it out there for these guys to come on, and they're more than happy to come and have a chat and um share their their journey with us, and we really appreciate that. Yeah, so, we sure
1: do. Very grateful yeah. for them giving up their time to come and have a chat with us and to all you guys as well. So, yeah, make sure you you get your questions in there as well and join in the conversation. Anything you've ever wanted to ask these guys, this is your chance. Yep, absolutely it is. Um,
0: Thanks, people, for joining in, uh, tuning in and watching us. Um, We really enjoy your support. Uh, To all the mothers out there, happy Mother's Day for this weekend. happy
1: Mother's Day, yes.
0: Um, Yeah, I, I won't be heading down to Lotto Land on Sunday. I'm you know, family first uh, situation. So, yeah, be uh, making the most of Mother's Day. Um, Good luck to our Warriors for this weekend. Uh, Hope everyone stays safe this week. And um, we'll see you all next week.
1: That's it. Thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in. Take care and go the Warriors. Go the Warriors. Thanks, guys. Cheers.